Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of Girls Interrupted. Thank you so much for listening to our show and please remember to follow us on all of our social media, which can be found in the description box below. Okay, enough of all that. Let's talk movies. Interrupted. Um, I'm Shannon. I'm Annie. <laughs> and um, I'm Michael. <laughs> oh, you're just going to introduce yourself. Okay, we have a special uh, guest I, I today. I'm not sure how it's going to work. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Go for it. We have a special guest today. Um, yes. Annie's going to introduce oh, her guest. Well, yeah. It, it, well, yes. This is Michael. We, we are involved. <laughs> Yes. In the biblical, the biblical in, sense. In, in the biblical sense. Oh, oh yeah. it's Shannon, you're so filthy. <laughs> I don't um, like yeah, that no, saying. This, this but... is my boy. This is my. This is my BF, Michael. And since we're talking about comedians and serious roles, this dude's in comedy. So, Shan and I thought that'd be fun to have him on. But I'm push. Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got three movies today. So the this is a great category. That was a really good idea, Michael. So um, comedians in dark or serious roles, right? Um, Punch Drunk Love with Adam Sandler. Yeah, it was his idea. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind with uh, Jim Carrey, and Welcome to Me with Kristen Wiig. Um, what do you think? You want to talk about some some themes before we go in? Um, they're they're all very. I mean, There's not, a lot of mental health stuff. Yeah, a lot of mental health stuff, which is yeah, a lot yeah. of like yeah, a lot of being uncomfortable with your reality. Or yeah, I I would just like. I would argue that like Punch Drunk Love and Welcome to Me were definitely like fully mental health. Like that was their um, their underlying theme. But I don't think Eternal Sp- Sp- um, Eternal Sunshine was really about mental health. That was more like about depression, but like situational depression, right? Mm-hmm. True. So like, yeah. but still mental health. Yeah, I guess, but just like dealing with emotions after you've broken up with someone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They were all really, really cool. I, I noticed color a lot in all of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very bright colors. Also, um, shot really well, or at least like, or in such unique ways, especially mm-hmm. um, Eternal Sunshine and um, Hushed Love. Yeah. They like, it raises a good question. Like, how do you portray mental uh illness on screen so that the audience can understand it and i feel like a lot of them were just relying on absurdity to kind of um bring that out to make the the audience feel weird about what was going on did you notice in that in these three or, movies yeah oh, more so in like punch drunk love i would guess so i guess we just get into it <laughs> um yeah let's get into it do you want to start with your movie michael sure um, or do you want to, you want like an example first? Does it want to go first? Yeah, do you want one of us to go first? Oh, actually, yeah, and that we'll sounds good. You. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, <laughs> well then, Annie, it's your turn because I went first last time. Okay, cool. So, I have 
I almost said Punch Drunk Love. I have um, Eternal <laughs> Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, the budget for this one... Oh, I jumped straight into budget. <laughs> but wait, who is this written by? It was written and directed by Michael Gondry. Um, oh, excuse me, Michelle. You're Michael. Was oh, he French? Um, oh, excuse me, and it was written by Charlie Kaufman. Um, Charlie Kaufman wrote um, Being John Malkovich. It was one of my favorite movies. I know I say that about everything, but... What? I love yeah, being John Malkovich. Um, I I haven't seen that in so long. Which one? Being John Malkovich. Or well, this I mean, one, it, to be honest. You can see how they kind of play together, like this whole, like they're trying to show us what's it like inside of a brain, I guess. Mm, yes, yes, yes. So you can see how they're like playing with dimensions and I don't know. Um, I. After, when I started this movie, I was like, why didn't I pick The Truman Show? <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> I forgot about The Truman Show. Anyway, I just want to uh, say that. I love I The love Truman Show, too. I mean, Jim Carrey's done a lot of serious movies. Didn't he do that one about a movie theater, right? Oh, I don't know. Uh, he's got a... He's got a pretty deep... Or, like, a pretty wide wheelhouse. Like, man he can do moon. a lot of roles. He's really good in Man on the Moon. Mr. Oh, yeah. That's the one I'm talking about, right? Was that not a movie theater? Oh, oh that's the one about um, Andy Kaufman. Was that a movie theater? No, the, the he's like the really strange comedian performance artist that. Oh well, then never mind. <laughs> yeah, um, we also yeah. What? We can't forget about the Grinch. You know that was a really dark character. Oh yeah, for him. <laughs> the Grinch. Yeah, one of, again one of my favorite roles. Um, <laughs> that he's done. Um, I the can't bu- cancel that again. <laughs> I can't cancel that again. Um, the budget was twenty mil. And it grossed uh, $34 million. Um, and let's see, it received a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. And what did we give it, Shannon? We gave it a 48.3, probably because of diversity. diversity. And it doesn't really pass the Bechdel test, so. Yeah. No, it's like, yeah, it's like all the relationship stuff. Um, but, okay. So, the movie, uh, can I jump right in? Go for it. Okay. Yeah. The movie starts out, and we see um, Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet's characters, like, right off the bat, like, they run into each other at the beach, and then a restaurant, and then um, she approaches him when they're on the train together, and she says she knows him, and he's like, no. And then we find out their names are Clementine and Joel, and she, I wrote down she punches him, question mark. She I did. Like, I was like, that was aggressive. <laughs> um, yeah, I will say, like, that Kate Winslet's character, is she under that Manic Pixie Dream Girl? Yes, this, she's the archetype, Manic oh, Pixie. Like, okay, it's, good. like, this character and then Zoe Deschanel and everything, so. I had only seen this movie once, and even that, I didn't remember any of it. It was basically like Dang. watching this I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it's all over the place. I wrote down that all three of our movies start out with just, like, them in, like, the mundanity, mundanity of life. Can you say it? Mundanity? Just like showing how boring life can be. Yes. Was the opening for every movie we did today. Oh yeah, you're you are so right. They just wake up and it's like routine, boring. Um, let's see. So then he gives her a ride home and she invites him in. Um, she make that weird like beer goggle joke, like being like, I don't know, <laughs> like. There's some alcohol, so we could seduce each other, essentially. I was like, oh, weird. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, 
do you prefer her brand of Manic Pixie or Zoe Deschanel's brand? I feel like Zoe's... Are we supposed to have a... Aren't we supposed to hate them all? I mean, we were... I think... I feel like in, like, 2010, we were supposed to, like, idealize them and try to be like them. Oh, true. And we... And and I probably did. Yeah, but now I'm just, like, annoyed and... So annoyed. Okay. Um... I get annoyed... Okay, actually, I get annoyed when, when they do it, like, what? <laughs> I get annoyed when they do Speak it, Speak up like, into the microphone, Mike. I know, right? Yeah, Mike, what do you think? Tell us I your... Think, what's I a think, man's opinion? I think so. <laughs> I think Zoe Deschanel's is a little more insufferable. Uh, but she doesn't punch you or steal your chicken. That's, that's true. That's, that's pretty out there. She'll just, like, sing you the Smiths and, like, that's it. Uh, yeah, and Maybe that's make true. you cry. <laughs> Oh, see, like, I don't, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't mind this type of, like, roughhousey girl, but it kind of annoyed me that Kate Winslet was playing her, who's Aww. just, like, so, who I love, but she's mm-hmm. just, like, so from improper in real life, I was like, you're not, like, I don't know, but I know it's acting, but, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, I was just annoyed, I didn't believe it, I didn't buy it. Okay, so. I mean, I thought she did a good performance, I just. Yeah, no, I just, I don't know what I'm trying to say, never mind. It just bugs me when, like, British people try to play, like humdrum Americans. It's like, you don't get... <laughs> you don't get it. Okay. No? Okay, anyway. Uh, I don't know. I'm leaving in the British hate. I'm leaving it. <laughs> <laughs> the xenophobia stays. No! Okay, what the fuck? That's harsh. Um. <laughs> they're, it's punching up. They're, they're fine. Um. Okay, so... He calls her... I mean, yeah, it's confusing because we're seeing, like... Oh, oh, right. Then we see them, like... We're seeing it... It's, like, time jumps, right? It kind of goes... It goes really well with Girl Girl Interrupted. Yeah, it time jumps um, to the beginning... Like, I guess, the beginning of their, like, real relationship. But which beginning? Like, what color hair did she have? Oh, true. Well, when she called... When they talk on the phone, we don't see her, obviously. So, I don't know what we're supposed to get from that, but... Well, the fact that the movie picks up, though, at the end, where we left off in the car, yeah. just makes me think it's, that's an old phone call. Um, I wrote a timeline of the hair, if you want to know. Oh, you did? <laughs> yes. Okay, so Amazing. when she has green hair, that's when they meet for the first time. I did And then, like, this... reddish to orange is before she gets her memory erased, and then blue is after she gets her memory erased. Oh. Like that, ah. that like, dark blue. The d- Yeah. Like a Taylor Swift song. That's a song? <laughs> no. No, that's a that's a Jack's mannequin song. Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, there's like bad Taylor Swift lyrics that are like the bluest set I've ever known or something. Give us more, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, no, it, it time jumps all over the place and um then like it, it uh again, this was like the first time Basically, it felt like at first time me seeing this. So I was really taken off guard by Elijah Wood. <laughs> and also, it was taken off guard by... Because Elijah Wood comes up to his car window. After yeah, they, like, and he's like, what are you doing? Oh, they go to a frozen lake, and they, like, presumably spend the night out together, out there, freezing. And he drives her home, and she's like, I'm going to go get a toothbrush. And yeah, Elijah Wood comes up, and he's like, can I help? Does he say, can I help you? Something yeah. Like and then it cuts to Jim Carrey crying on the phone. Or, excuse me, not on the phone, in his car. And I was like, what? Um, and then a van 
starts following Joel, uh, Jim Carrey, um, and they're like, oh, that, that's him. And they hear him, or excuse me, he hears them, and he's like, oh, what? And he goes inside, talks to his neighbor a little bit. And, you okay, baby? Yes. And, um, he, then he takes his sleeping pill, and, like, that was my worst nightmare. <laughs> like, the panic struck. So, like, they, they stalk them. They stalk him. And then they go in, like, after they've already taken that crazy pill. Yeah, I guess because they don't want any, me- no memory, right? But what if you had roommates? Well, I mean, I guess, it's not like they were doing anything illegal. He asked them to come in there. <laughs> <laughs> but in the we're movie, in. it doesn't tell you that. So I was like, oh, my God. He's like, yeah. He's like, being attacked or something. Because um, he took that sleeping pill, and then he started to, like, get woozy just as he noticed the van the man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, um so Elijah Wood and Mark Ruffalo. I didn't know he was in this. Um make Mark their Ruffalo. Way. Super cute. He's, Kristen Dunst. It's Kristen Dunst. Little Kristen Chris- Caroline Dunst here and present. <laughs> Little cutie. Um <laughs> they make their way into his house. Let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not a linear narrative, so it's, like, hard to describe, but we're just getting um, bits and flashes of their relationship. Yeah, like, it, yeah, it jumps all over the place, um, and basically, he finds out that Clementine, because he goes and sees her, and he finds out that Clementine has erased him from which is like sad and so he's gonna he tries to do the same thing and then the whole movie is like kind of going backwards through the relationship wouldn't you say backwards um yes and um noticing the good and the bad and it's like really sad when he wants to keep the those last little good memories but yeah they get snatched too it's very yeah. sad um, so it beg it begs a question would you erase something from your memory So I'm like, some, sometimes I'm like, damn, I can cut people out. Like, I just, I can cut, t- like, if, you know, at the right time, right <laughs> right measure, yeah. I can cut people out. But Because I, I, I think they were doing a study where they're starting to uh, try to erase traumatic events from people's lives, like, mm-hmm. so that they won't be triggered anymore. They're erasing the, the, the root of that fear. That's good, I guess. But I... Yeah, but if you if you lose that memory, does it make you more susceptible to falling into it again? Does it like oh, take like, away your? Oh, that was interesting when it when we got to Kristen Dunst's. Kristen Dunst's. Yeah, like does are you gonna repeat the same mistakes over and over again because you haven't learned from the lesson because you've had lesson. it erased? Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah, no, I don't know. I also, you're asking the wrong person because I had no memory anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard time remembering fourth grade, but other than that, I, I've got it. <laughs> I have Everything. a really shitty memory. <laughs> um, Michael, would you erase anything from your memory if you could? Uh, yeah. A lot? Okay. <laughs> Me and Annie just said no. <laughs> he said yeah. Maybe. I would, I would have trouble saying goodbye completely to a memory. I would, I would feel weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just too much of a cheat. Yeah. Um, 
so, yeah, I guess, like, um, like you said, Shane, I won't go into every little detail, but we, we watched their relationship unfold and the good and the bad, blah, blah, blah. Like you said, Elijah Wood's characters really overstepped some boundaries. Yeah. He, like, he, like took presents that Jim Carrey was going to give to her, or to give to Kate Winslet's character, and he, like, gave it to her himself. Which <coughs> is like, what the fuck? I mean, yeah, he really goes overboard. But what do you think about the the boss? What do you think about him and his relationship with Kirsten Dunst? <gasps> Awful. Uh, wouldn't it's, shouldn't they not work together if that's like the whole point of? Or I have a question: Why wasn't his memory erased? Yeah, too? exactly, exactly. Because now he remembers everything, and she's doomed to like the same things about this person and. Oh, wait, did we say that? So Kristen Dunst, who's, like, a worker in this, like, office that does the memory erasing for all these people, um, we find out that her memory was erased because she was having an affair with, like, the lead doctor or the, her boss or whatever, and um, she didn't know. And she was getting ready to have an affair with him again because it already happened once, and, yeah, I don't know. I just that's so tragic. After she slept with Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> like, After why? She sl- yeah. Yeah, exactly why. Um, Mark Ruffalo's cuter. Yeah. He's way more fun. That's um, okay. But, so then he tries to fight and save his, you know, save that last memory, but then they end up meeting again, and um, Kirsten sends tapes um, back out to the clients because she's like, this is fucked up. People should know what That's this so stuff. traumatic. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> it's even worse. That is even I, worse, almost. Yeah. It's like, I had this, I erased it, now it's back. Oh god. And yeah. So then they almost break up again because he's like, you're fucking with me. And she's like, no, I'm not. And But then he has a tape waiting for him at his house. Um, Oof. But then they try to, they decide to give it a shot. They run off in the snow, yeah, cool. <laughs> they run off in the snow. I was thinking, like, uh, just, I don't know, I, again, 2018 eyes watching something like this. It's like, well, I mean, she wanted to erase, dude. Maybe you should have just let her erase. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, but it, sh- we, we would have been a 10-minute movie, but, um, you know what but, I mean? Like, in the very beginning. No, but she, she had him erased, but she sought him out again. Remember, he wouldn't have said anything to her on the uh, bus or train or whatever when he, when she came up to him. Oh, true. So she initiated the second cycle and, like, was really pushy. <laughs> oh, true. I guess I'm just being salty. I'm just saying, like, maybe, like, what if he just didn't? <laughs> what if he was just like, okay, <laughs> that's fine if that's your decision? <laughs> yeah. I, I love the scenes where they're trying to hide from the machine that's erasing the memories or whatever, and they go into the... Um, his childhood memories. Oh yeah, that was great. I I love the way they shot that. How they made him look small, but she's but the other people are big, and then I don't know the interplay between that. Jim Carrey. So you did. So you didn't like Kate Win- Winslet's performance. No, I did. I'm just being like I don't I don't know I didn't I I maybe I get annoyed with characters like that because I, I mean it's it's I don't know. it doesn't have a lot of depth. Well, maybe she has more depth than the Zoe Deschanel's do. I don't know, because she's was, like maybe maybe I shouldn't be so hard on her. Rather the direction. I didn't like the direction. How about that? 
I didn't like that she's she was like being told spazzy to do, and damaged, but at least she's not all like perfect. I don't know. Yeah, like her what the life kind of life she lived supposedly did not match her her the gravity that that character <coughs> had. You know what I mean? Yeah. She was too perky. <laughs> Happy, and she touched a baby on the face, which made me upset. <laughs> and like you said, yeah, just no depth. But that's not her fault. You're right. I should rag on Kate Winslet. Don't touch that baby on the face. <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, but yeah. Want me to go next, or how do you feel, Michael? Sure. Is that was that too fast, or usually we, I don't know. Usually I do a little more depth, but uh, not yeah. It was a I mean, that movie is. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, a, much there's a really more to it. There's a breakup movie. Time right. jumps, really cute. Uh, really, I really did like how really the cool tight was shot. I love how when he's like in his brain and it's like a fuzzy memory, how it's like dark and then there's like a flashlight going around. That looked really cool. It kind of reminded me of Titanic though for for uh, connecting Kate Winslet. I don't know, but um, LOL. Like, oh my god. Michael, did I not say at <laughs> the very beginning when they were on the ice? Or like when she was oh. getting to come out on the ice? Yeah. I don't like, trust her uh, near ice. Yeah, I was like <laughs> he was like, I don't She'll, know. She will say she won't let you go. But she will let you go. You let Especially if there's a door that you could both fit on. They could both fit on the door. They could totally <laughs> both fit on that door. And it would have adjusted. <laughs> Why didn't he try? Also that movie try. like they're looking for the necklace, right? And she spends like three hours telling her this story, but she has a necklace in her pocket. So you just wanted everyone to listen to your hotels? Like, this is not good. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh... You just wanted everyone to listen to your hotels. Oh my god. I define the end of my childhood as when I understood what the hand going down in that sweaty car meant. So, like, before that, I was just a girl, and then I was a woman after I knew, you know? After you saw the sweaty hand, and you What is that, like, side two of the VHS? That was, like, it was a two VHSer. Do you remember? Yeah, there were two VHSs. Yeah. Two one. VHS tapes. Can you pass me the... Yeah, that was great. Uh, yeah, do you la, want to go la, next, or do you want... Relationships are hard. They were both not very good at communicating, though. What do you think? Like yeah, she talked no, a lot, were. but she she got mad. She got mad very quickly. Yeah, I, I guess know. that's what I'm talking about. Like I don't. I just I was like, why are you getting so angry at the most random? I mean, I guess that that was supposed to be. She was flippant, but hey, I'm a fucking flippant person. <laughs> I don't know. Well, flip like, if you need to flip. That's fine. Like, <laughs> like no, I don't know. But there's just no. There's nothing behind her getting mad. She know, was a little, maybe. I guess, immature maybe. But I think That's maybe, okay. but I think it was the direction and the writing, not her okay. fault. Okay. Anyway. All right. Um, I'm fine with going next. How do you feel? Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. good. Okay. All right. So we've got Welcome to Me, which did this movie get a lot of notoriety? I feel like I we knew about it. it. I had seen it before, actually. Okay. Yeah, he was, was so really, excited. He was so excited. It sounded really familiar to me when Annie mentioned it, and then I was really excited when I realized which movie it was. Yeah. Oh, super quick. We gave Eternal Sunshine a forty-eight point three on our on our scale. Yes. Um, what did we, we say it got on the? It got a 
93 oh. from Rotten Tomatoes. So 93. Rotten Tomatoes loves this movie. I mean, it is a really, like, it, it ends happy. It's, a, it's, it's the feel-goodiest of these, I yeah, feel. Nye, uh, and it's also, you know, hetero, white couple. Yeah, of course they would love it. I mean, they all are, but yeah. <laughs> no, I know. All our choices today. Yeah. I like it. It's like, it's like <laughs> what you say, like, your first year of college. This is my favorite movie. <laughs> like, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. You yes, have, yes. like, that poster in your room. Yeah. No, yeah. It's okay. All right. Um, so here we go. Welcome to Me, directed by Shira Piven, so a female director. Um, Kristen Wiig is on the producing list. It's got Will Ferrell. It's got a lot of people on here, actually. Um, written by Elliot Lawrence. Okay, turn. Written by Elliot Lawrence. Starring Kristen Wiig, James Marsden, Linda Cardellini, who I have a big crush on. Um, Lindsay Weir's coat. Lindsay Weir's coat. Velma. Um, it, the budget... <laughs> The box office brought in 620000 but it doesn't say anything about the budget. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 72. They hate it. The audience gave it a 46%. They hate it a lot. <gasps> really? And, and, yeah, that's where we are. I mean, really I somewhere. gave it that, but from our scale. Yeah. I don't... I mean, she was very, like... I don't know. I when I was watching this, I felt like the way that they were trying to portray bipolar disorder, not bipolar, um, borderline perso- personality with uh, Winona's character in Girl Interrupted, this kind of showed it a lot better. Like they were trying to say that uh, Winona's character was promiscuous and how her her uh, personalities would switch. Well, this like really showed it much better than Girl Interrupted could because that was like a a '90s feel good drop well not feel good but like the, I don't yeah. know the caliber it wouldn't allow it wasn't like this where <laughs> you could it wasn't that. yeah yeah they it didn't have the freedom of like an independent tone. yeah yeah all right so welcome to me this reminded me have you heard of that woman her name was Christine Chubbuck who like killed herself on air in the 70s no She's like the first, she was a news anchor. They made a movie about it too. She like shot herself on on screen. And this kind of, I felt like it, it was reminiscent of that. I don't know. Um, so no Kristen Wiig, it starts off. She is a, she loves Oprah. Her name's Alice. She loves Oprah. She's not taking her medication anymore. Um, every day she gets an Oprah magazine and does the lottery. So she's, you know. When, I mean, there are a lot of people like that who are, like, betting on the lottery to um, bring them into riches. She wins $86 million. Yes. Which is a lot of money. Yes. And she's trying to give this speech about how masturbation has saved her life, but she gets cut off or whatever. She gets <laughs> cut Linda, off every time. Yeah. Um, Linda Cardellini uh, is her best friend. And um, so she wins all this money. She's trying to, like... She moves out of her house. She's going to go to a hotel to live from now on because that's how she feels, a hotel casino. And she, she tries to break up with her therapist, but he doesn't, he doesn't want her to go. Um, and then she, like, goes onto this uh, – is it, like, a public access? Is it public access? 
Yeah, I, I don't know because so, it yeah. was on it was on the TV guide, so I guess it's a legitimate channel. But she goes on there and she like is a really creepy audience member for this guy who's trying to sell algae. Um, <laughs> so she's at the live taping and she like volunteers herself to go test the algae, which we never find out how the algae tastes, but it's fine. And then um, she gets a meeting mm. with James Marsden and the algae guy. His name's Gabe. So they're br- two brothers running. Um, this network or whatever. So she buys a uh, hundred episodes, two hours long, for $150,000 an episode, $15 million total. Right? So, like, when you win the lottery, you don't get all of... No, you don't get all of that $86 million, do you? I mean, it's like taxes yeah. and stuff. Well, they even said that in the movie. Yeah, 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 they say it. So I don't know how... We never really know how... <laughs> We know how much she gets down to, but we don't know how much she got in the beginning, I guess. But um, she gets she, enough to do that. She gets enough because <laughs> her check, her check goes through. So yeah, and I feel like I would say, like this is about mental health and mental illness. But Kristen Wiig's delivery isn't really that much different than what she would do for a comedy. The only thing that's missing is like the the laugh track or the place where we're supposed to laugh, I guess. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just a like... a lot of... Reminiscent of a lot of her characters, for sure. Yeah, it's just that awkward beat that makes the audience <laughs> uncomfortable that's that's there. Yeah. Um, but she's still being really funny. Okay. Um, so she goes to dinner because she has like a little support group. She's got um, her best friend and he's got a boyfriend and then her... Uh, her other best friend Linda, and then her parents. Who their faces oh, are really she, funny. Um, she gets a dog. I yeah, I, did, I need to add that too. She she goes to dinner with Gabe. And when I I only Which, I've only seen this movie like once, right? I thought I thought Gabe was Adam Scott, but then I rewatched it. I was like, oh, it's not him at all. <laughs> who, who is that guy? <laughs> I think I've seen him in a superhero movie. Yeah, I think shit. he's been in a lot of stuff, but um, he's not Adam Scott. When when that was happening, I was like, um, I'm professional. I'm such a just stick <laughs> up my butt. Well, he said, "Can it be a?" Again, well, and then this is where we're starting to see her her promiscuity. I guess I don't know. This is where we're starting to see her promiscuity like come out, like yes. how she's like forceful and like aggressive which is fine but is also a, a part of her diagnosis i didn't I even think of it as being like that promiscuous <laughs> being like girl into no i mean later on when you don't think so at all like she she pushes I mean, I, it yeah i mean i guess so but at the same time like i don't know she i mean i'm not judging it but she but no, you're right you're right more than once, she pushes she pushes past other people's boundaries a little bit, which if it were she does, if huh? the if yeah. the roles were reversed, I would be weird about it. Yeah, that's true. You're you're right. You're right. She does push it. Ugh, I have one foot that's. I can't remember asleep. the movie. Okay, Wait, that was the first one we watched. Well, oh, it was a while ago. Like she walks. She walks like naked through the casino. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. Well. That was mid breakdown, so I understand that. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, so she goes to dinner with him, even though he's like, "Can this please be a work lunch?" And then he like does that thing where, 
I feel like every first date you have with someone you don't know, they like give you all these disclaimers that you're like, whoa, that sometimes you're not ready for. But he's like, I've been married, I've been divorced twice or something. And he's like, actually three times. <laughs> and it's like, okay. So, and then she's like, you know, I want you. And so they, they hook up, whatever. So now they have a thing going on. And, um, she, <laughs> but I like how that dinner started off. She's like, it's just a restraining order. It's not a big deal. Was she talking about Oprah? Does she have a restraining order against Oprah? I, I assumed oh that, but I don't know. Um, the, so she has her first show, and the parents' reactions, their faces were so funny. I don't know if you were looking at them. Um, so we watch her eat a, a, a meat cake for five minutes. And the whole time I was watching this pilot, I was like, she's an artist. <laughs> This is incredible. And it kind of reminds me of those, those like, stoner shows on Cartoon Network anyway, like Eric Andre or Hell yeah. Tim and Eric. Like, I feel like she would garner a lot of attention, and I don't know. She could have been a cash cow for them. Yeah, I would have watched the crap out of that show. Well, I, would, I would watch yeah. it right now. It was yeah. so funny. Like, <laughs> she was kind of a genius. So just, like, going through her past traumas and... Re- reenacting them and I don't know this is like therapy for her but kind of in a very vain way where we all have to watch it and I'll witness it um, she wants new everything so she wants more swans she's like I've got them at home <laughs> she um, she wants better lighting and production so she gives them more money we don't know how much more but I'm guessing a couple mil um, and then I like when uh, James Marsden is like, what was wrong with the girl that played you? Because she, she fires her reenactor, and she's like, she just wasn't me. So, <laughs> so then she hires, I don't know what race that woman was that she hired to play her next, but she was not her race. And, oh, she said colors, because she like, her house is color-coded, right? She yes. said colors, colors help me keep my emotions separate. And then I wonder if that was like... Um, kind of a big deal in like our other movies like how you know punch drunk love is very blue um and red and then how uh in eternal sunshine we're like dividing time by colors by her hair colors Colors. yeah and then there's like a montage of the show becoming more popular which i don't always like montages but this one worked pretty well um but she makes fun of linda or what's her name? Gina? She makes fun of Gina on air, which is not always... It's just bad. And it was... Yeah, it was really rude. It's dumb. Something... Yeah. Um, and then she, like, reenacts, I guess, her abusive relationship. And it was, like... She was talking about how the guy said, that's just how we do things in Gaithersburg, Maryland. And I had a moment because my dad lived there for, like, two years. So it was funny to me. <laughs> oh, Really? Yeah, but that wasn't how they did it there. <laughs> She's funny. Um, so, and then a kid comes up to her. He's like a fan. He loves her show. Um, he interviews her, and she hooks up with him. And she, like, kind of forces it on him because he's, like, yeah. Alice. He, like, tries to stop her, but then he goes with it, so it's okay. How old was he? I know. I he could drink. 17. He was old yeah. enough to yeah. drink. He, I I'm, I'm think he ordered the alcohol because she said she doesn't drink. But yeah, he looked like 17 in the face. 21. <laughs> Let's say 21, which is okay, because she has. She said she was born in 71, so she's at least in her 40s here, which is okay if he's not 17. <laughs> I know he looked so young. 
but he was in, yeah. I think he was at least in like grad school or college or something. He said, we study you here. That's true. Okay, Couldn't have been high school, college. right? He was in yeah. something. I don't know. So, oh yeah. So then the, she's talking to the therapist at the TV show, like on air. So she, he talks, the therapist talks about Rainer and the, the not Adam Scott gets jealous about it. So blah, blah. Then she's like making this like chili thing or I don't know, some kind of meat and she burns herself and she slaps not Adam Scott. Yeah. Remember? Oh my God. But then she calls for him. (laughs) She slaps him and then tells him to come back. She's like, okay. But then she goes to the hospital and, um, Linda's have Linda, uh, Gina is having a money problems and, um, Alice is like just talking about herself. Um, the therapist kind of breaks up with her because he doesn't want to be on TV. Um, but her rating, her ratings beat the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So, you know, there's that. Who can say they've done that? Dang. Not I. Uh, Deborah quits, which was some lady who worked at the <laughs> the network. Um, Gabe quits, kind of, and he like fights James Marsden in the parking lot. Um, Alice neuters dogs on TV. That which was is, a lot. That, <laughs> That was a long, (laughs) gratuitous scene. I looked away a lot. Oh, Um, my God. Loretta Devine. (laughs) Loretta Devine, uh, black Hollywood royalty, is Gabe's lawyer. Do you recognize her? She's in a lot of... Don't. Okay, well. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's cultural. Um, Wait, (laughs) wait, or maybe I do. I'm not looking at her. I don't know. Loretta Devine. She was the lawyer. She has, like, that really distinct voice. And she talks about how many lawsuits they have. So James Marsden gets really mad, and he, like, puts his foot down on air. He doesn't know that they're streaming or whatever. Streaming. Recording. Oh, um, yes. I, yes, yes, yes. She's, she does have that lovely voice. <laughs> uh, Alice is like, you know what? Fuck this. So she leaves her show early, even though she has 40 minutes left. And then she, like, just starts, like, canceling all of her shows. Um... She has a a breakdown because you know she, at this point she doesn't have uh, Gina, she doesn't have Gabe, Rainer. Probably she could probably still have Rainer if she wanted to. She doesn't have, um, she doesn't have her show. She you know, hurt herself, so she has a breakdown. She walks through the casino naked, and the cops get her, and then she has to like be. Com- she goes to a hospital and she has to be put back on meds. Um, Gina comes, and you know, has a fight with her. She's like, you know what, I lost my job and you don't care. All you think about is you. Uh, Alice finds out she only has $7 million left, so her last show, she's going to have a telethon. She apologizes to her doctor. She thanks Rainer, and she doesn't let him talk, which is funny. And she apologizes to Gabe, and they make (laughs) out on the TV. And then she gives all of her money to Gina. And then the show ends with Gabe, or the the movie ends with Gabe taking her home, and then she she's had this TV that she's had on for eleven years. She finally turns it off, and that's like the the bookend of the movie. That's the end. Yeah. yeah. So that movie got a seventy two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, forty six percent that the audience hated it. We gave it a forty nine, but that was because of lack of diversity. Lack of diversity, but I forgot about the gay character, so maybe I should add. Yeah. 
but still so let's... very um and that guy he's from death at a funeral right do you recognize him which one the best the friend the, the gay best friend no not rainer i don't know what rainer's in but i love him <laughs> but i love him i um, love rainer <laughs> yes i do know who you're like, talking about i forgot he was in that um yeah so we could probably give it a couple points for that okay and then yeah i feel like yeah okay michael the time has come <laughs> All right. Do you want us to? You want us to do your stats for you? Uh, yeah. Let's do. Let's oh, do oh, the stats. Oh. I was like, what are you? We can do your stats for you if you want. I let's see. I wrote them down for you. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. You. you she did so, your homework. I did. <laughs> no, okay. did it together. So you're okay. the the well who who wrote directed. Uh oh. <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson. Yes, I know you know that. So, and then do you know who wrote it? Okay, yeah. Okay, so... He did um, Boogie Nights. Yeah. Yes. Boogie yes, Nights. Yes, yes. Which and also has a heavy tone at the end. The other half has a heavy tone. And also has Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, yes. Philip Seymour Hoffman a lot in a lot of his projects. I, I'd never seen this before. The, the budget for this one was uh, 25 mil. Wow. And it grossed uh, seventeen mil, or almost oh. almost eighteen million dollars. So it didn't even break even. Yikes! Um, but it got an eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes and seventy percent liked it. Like I guess that's the people so they gave it. They gave it a seventy-seven percent. Does not pass yeah. the Bechdel test. Uh, Welcome to me did, kind of. Oh, it doesn't. Oh, no, because we. Did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fine. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because why would she? Yeah, you're right. Because yeah, yeah, it definitely doesn't. Okay. Um, what did we give it? We gave it a collective fifty-six. So highest of the three that we saw today. Jump in, jump in. Where do we start? Take us to that long blue garage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Office. So. And tell us all the cool little fun facts that you told Okay. <laughs> well, uh, we we joined Barry Egan in his office, played by Adam Sandler. Um, he's a single man who owns a company that markets themed toilet plungers and other novelty items. Um, he has these seven overbearing sisters that are always <laughs> um, calling I... him and trying to sort of direct his his uh, love life and his and his, his everything yeah. yeah they, his everything they really are awful I hated how they were the ri- I hated the idea of them yeah yeah uh, yeah <laughs> go ahead um he has sort of a strange uh morning he witnesses a bizarre car crash and uh a harmonium is dropped off in front of his <laughs> office and he sort of snags that um then he encounters this this woman named Lena Leonard uh played by Emily Watson right that's her name yes. not Emma Watson yeah, yeah. Emily Here we Watson go. <laughs> yeah. not Emma <laughs> Emma uh, Lee is she so is she, is, so is she a Manny Casey Jr. girl no 
And he, he's like a... She's got her own thing going. She's got her own things. He's kind of a manic pixie dream boy. Yeah. She's, she's almost... He just doesn't like the Smiths. Con- <laughs> she clearly oh, has control in the relationship, I think. I see, I Especially see. Especially, like, in Hawaii when she's, like, yeah. staring at him from the couch. And yeah, she's definitely... And just like, she accepts his quirks rather than the other way around. Okay, right? Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> That's what I kind of, I don't know, that's what I love about They, like, um, accept each other. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> um, but he's sort of, uh, Barry is clearly, like, manic depressive or something. Um, yeah, we never get a clear, he, yeah. Yeah, we never... he suffers from fits of rage and, uh, just sort of breakdowns and, um, one of the cool things about this movie, I think, is the way the the sound and the score sort of um, gets you in his head as he's like just walking around and, and going about his day. But he's he, you can tell he's really anxious, and the music really helps you get behind that. Yeah, didn't you um, say it was supposed to like go with like yeah, yeah. His moods? Or yeah, something? it was supposed to like go along with his moods. The yeah, I definitely could tell they were trying to get the audience to like really relate to how this character thinks by the way they were just the use of like the silence with all of this chatter, especially when we see all the sisters talking at once, like just the the chaos of it all was definitely supposed to like confuse you as an audience member so that you understand how he feels. And I feel like he was just constantly battling like a thousand things at one time, like trying to put out fire after fire after fire and just all of this going on. The chaos added to the how do we portray mental illness. That was definitely um, a tool. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's, a, he's a lonely guy and he calls a phone sex line um, very sheepishly and, and sort of weirdly humbly. Scam. Um, yeah. They scam Hashtag they scam. <laughs> social security number and whatnot. He was like, he, why? <laughs> yeah. And he fell for it, unfortunately. Um, and he wakes up and they try to scam him. Um, and uh, meanwhile, he's he's collecting pudding. And this is based on a true <laughs> story. No. Of... Uh, of a promotion of a promotional deal that American Airlines was doing with Healthy Choice, where a certain uh, number of, of products bought would give you frequent flyer miles, but he you you could buy pudding cups individually and scan them for uh, way more frequent flyer miles than um, like it, it made no sense for Healthy Choice to be doing this. Like the, the value of the prize far outweighed the, the value of the product. Um, and this was something that actually happened, and I think it gave Paul Thomas Anderson the idea for the movie. Why no? For, That's brilliant. <laughs> Why'd you say no, Shannon? I don't know. I just... I love pudding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I feel pudding. like... I, I feel like he was too. calling that... Um, I feel like he was calling that sex line for therapy. Because I feel like... Did he already try yeah. to... Uh, did he already go oh, to yeah, the party? Yeah, therapy. Yeah. He had already gone to the party, and yeah, I agree because he really isn't in a hurry to get to the sexual stuff at all. Yeah, yeah, and she's like pushing it, and he's like, "No, it doesn't matter." <laughs> Aw. Yeah. 
So, four henchmen are sent after him to extort some money from him, and they get away with uh, with the money after a, a pretty interesting running sequence of him running around, like, the valley or something, with, like, lots of interesting lighting and shadow stuff. Yeah. Remember that sequence? Yeah. yeah. I got a very, um, like, French film film noir type vibe from the whole movie like and I feel like that was the reason why they gave him this suit that everyone keeps questioning him about because I feel like they always have like a uniform going on in in these French films and I guess that's why the Emily Watson had a her own like uniform like she he was blue all the time and then she was like kind of a, a, a red a peach a purple but it was like three-quarter inch sleeves and like these knee-length skirts always matching um, she's she's white in Hawaii. I guess she's like linen in Hawaii. I don't know, but I, I, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. You I finish. feel like the uniform goes with the this nineteen twenties ish vibe they're trying to like portray. I don't know. It um yes, and have you heard the Superman theory? No. Have you heard that? Uh-uh. Well, no, tell there's, there's just there's just a theory that the movie's about Superman because um, there's just like a... There's the blue and red suit. There's the moment where he's running where he um, stretches his arms out like he's flying and then he gets up like instantly. Jesus, Lois Lane. Yeah, lo- instead of Lois Lane, it's Lena, it's, uh, Lena Leonard. LL. Um, oh. Instead of, instead of seven, uh, like... Superman had like seven planets. He's got like the seven sisters, or okay. Freak out! Isn't that isn't we're we're supposed to like think like oh like isn't that people? It's just a fun silly. It's just a fun silly theory. Um, I love theories. When he breaks the windows Um, and stuff. Yeah, like like it's just this evidence of like he like yes he's having a temperature, but punching like actual holes and things and yeah. Okay, so he's like and even at the end. Even at the end, when sorry, and then I'll let you continue. Even at the end, when when he, what does he say about something like he's like he has love now and like <laughs> he can, like nothing can hurt him. I don't know. Yeah. Like he's 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 like I'm invincible now. I love it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, well, Lena heads off to Hawaii on a business trip after they go on a on a successful first date. Um, and he follows her there, and, um, she's overjoyed to see him, uh, they have an amazing little time, and then when he comes back, he's attacked by the brothers again, uh, and he beats them up with a crowbar in a moment of, like, weird superhuman clarity or something. Because they, yeah, yeah. Wasn't it crazy that Philip Seymour Hoffman was like, you're getting $100 for two days? They were really motivated for that $100. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) That's a lot of work for... I love Philip Seymour Hoffman's characters. Yeah, this this might be my favorite Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's so funny. He's not in it a ton, but every scene... He steals every scene he's in, absolutely. That phone conversation was just really great <laughs> yeah where he says shut up like 500 yes. times like, shut up. 
but there is authority there. I was like, oh, okay, I'll shut up. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. Shut, shut, shut up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, oh yes, I do remember the running sequence. Okay, sorry, continue. Um. Yeah. Well, so uh, Lena is mildly injured and is sent to the hospital, and in, in order to try to protect her, he's anxious to clean up the situation with the four brothers so he he drives all the way out to the mattress store in Provo, Utah that the sex line uh, is is run out of um, and confronts Philip Seymour Hoffman and uh, tells him that he's got a love in his life that makes him stronger than mm. he could possibly imagine <laughs> and it's, it's a great little exchange it's, it's pudding, a, pudding is that love yeah, it's, yeah. it's um, That was a lot of I pudding. <laughs> I yeah. liked that he walked out with the phone. I loved little weird things I, like that about this movie. I liked when he was going back like, to kiss the the girl, but he couldn't find the door. That was funny. They, they, that, yeah. that was too real. <laughs> like, Where is the door? So <laughs> Where's the guy door? Yeah, uh, but like Philip, yeah, I guess they, they, yeah, these people keep saying space. like you can't be a pervert and not pay for it. That keeps being their like thing. Is that like? I know it's like. What is the there fuck? any merit to that? I don't know. What do you think it would have been like if Philip seemed like if he was a madam instead of if it was a girl character instead of him? Well, okay. I, first of all, like I don't know. I do have a problem. Like. Sex. Tell workers us. Workers are workers too. Like, don't get, don't get. It's just like how we give sharks a bad rap in movies. Like, don't, like people already don't like sharks. People already like sex workers are already on the lower side of the totem pole. You have to make them thieves too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like. Oh, I thought you meant lone sharks. I was like that whole plot. Okay. No, like the actual animal. I'm just trying to make a joke. Um, well, they bite. Sharks, but yeah, they bite. Nobody um, talks about how dolphins rape. Yeah, dolphins, dolphins rape. Dolphins How, rape bad. Exactly. Thank you. Dolphins <laughs> nobody are, ever everyone love fucking plays love, them out to be. No, mm-hmm, yeah, nobody's ruining their reputation. But <laughs> they rape for fun. They are the bad guys. Dolphins <laughs> um, are mean, mean, mean mammals. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I feel like if it was a madam, she wouldn't be running a corrupt business anyway. Uh, I don't know. Is that a reach? That's a reach. I've seen some SVU episodes, so it changed your mind. I That's think. true. Yeah. If it was a madam. Wait, what was the question? I'm just making everything about sexism. <laughs> how, would it, how would it have changed? Because I feel like they have, like, this big man off, but it, it's only... They don't... They never fight. Um, it's kind of just, like, who's scarier is, like, who gets the most respect in that situation. I don't know. Madams are tough, too. Yeah. could have... It would have been a man off still. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to you picture the actress that would. A Meryl Streep. <laughs> Meryl Streep, right? definitely. Meryl oh, Streep well, as okay, her, no. uh, as a uh, god. You, as Anna Wintour. Anna Wintour. <laughs> Wait, why did you ask? What do? You, how do you think it would go down? I just the the whole vibe would be different. Like, would she send out female henchmen? Um... Oh, oh, oh. It wouldn't have like been school. as icky, because it, it's kind of icky the way that Philip Seymour Hoffman treats that uh, woman is kind of icky. But, I mean, it's... Yeah. He, he also treats the boys that way, too, so, you know. 
And he's getting his hair cut. And he's just yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. Ow. She's just combing. Ow. So funny. <laughs> he was so great. I'm sad. Yeah. So we acknowledge the piano, but we never acknowledge that car crash in the beginning. Do we not care? Yeah, I don't know what that's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, he's always been a little bit mysterious about this movie, and it's invited a lot of fan theories and you know stuff Which like this. Which are so fun. Stuff like <laughs> the Superman theory and um, the piano, the harmonium. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing that really matters about that is that the notes that he plays on the beginning, those are the only four, four or six notes, five notes, I guess, that are used in the soundtrack for the movie. Wow, yeah. Um, and the, yeah, and then he like... It's just everything so detailed, I appreciate it a lot. He brings the piano to her... But then the last scene is it back? It's back at the the. This the, is the first time I noticed that. The warehouse, yeah. I love that he sells yeah. plungers. Yeah, you notice that he's like carrying it up the thing. He's like out of breath when he's talking to her at her apartment, and then like the last scene yes. is, it's back at the warehouse. Maybe she didn't want it. Oh, She's like, I don't have any space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've seen, yeah, no, I've seen oh, this yeah, movie like over 20 times and, and I've never noticed that oh. until now. I was like, wait, why is he bringing it over there? <laughs> in the last scene? I think even that last scene Tell us, Annie. Superman because she's got, she's got her red little two-piece number on. Yeah. And oh, and she becomes suit. his cape. So when she comes oh. and she's his Ugh. cape. Not to be confused with a beard, but his cape. Okay, got you. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Because there, there she is makes the thing that they question powerful. his sexuality at the beginning and he says, I don't know. Uh, oh the Yeah, those those sisters were terrible. And they just yeah, they especially the way they like made him feel I feel like they said some slurs against him for like the way he his mental illness or whatever because of the way he was like because when he freaked out and broke the windows and stuff, they're like, You psycho, you blah blah blah, you I feel like they dropped the R one. That we're not saying anymore. Um, oh yeah, yeah, they did. They definitely did. Yeah. They just stressed him out to the extreme. I don't know. And then like how, just how he freaked out at the date because of something the sister told the his Lois Lane. You know, something yeah. about the hammer. Mm. And then he's like, you know, I I don't. He didn't want to be reminded of his childhood. He was and triggered. Yeah, yeah, yeah my gosh yeah it was yeah but like we're talking about like comparing I don't know two movie couples uh this is different from Eternal Sunshine couple because like I think this is a healthy couple like she accepts they just accept each other but this one is way less there's way less depth than that one right this is way less depth than... Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah. just as far Every as time I goes. watch it, That's I true. notice... I, I think that Lena Leonard is a stranger character. Yeah. Like, she gets weirder every time I, yeah, I watch I, it. Because she's We so, don't know her secrets. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know anything about her, but we know that she's really into Barry, which, God bless him, he's quite a character. And, like... 
she's just something about the way she's talking about him on the couch in the hotel room on the phone with the sister while she's yeah, just like watching yeah. him and she's just saying whatever like yeah he's kind of weird and she's like well don't say that about I know <laughs> and then she's like oh yeah I guess so whatever like she just does not give a fuck she just like wants him for some reason and she like loves really does him. and it's kind of yeah, you're right. It's like, wait, listen. I, no wonder. I love this. I like. I like movies like this. And all this is easy. Yeah. This me. is the beginning yeah. of a the cute beginning of a relationship. <laughs> Welcome to me. She didn't. There wasn't any really re- relationships. I would say that we could like. St- I mean, she slept with that guy. There is like a situation ship, I guess. A situation ship. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yes. I love Rainer again. <laughs> um, he was. He was so young. He's a baby. Um, but yeah, no, it failed on, like, the women behind the camera, and, um, No LGBT plus characters. I mean, I guess we have, uh, Latin American characters, but they don't have voices, really. Yeah. No Rob Schneider. Yeah. Not this time. Oh. Wait, why do you why do you say it like that? Exactly. Oh, because oh, because oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> no, Rob Schneider. They're always in movies together. This is my favorite thing he's he's done. Boys, oh my goodness, it's, the pets are in here. Okay, don't I neuter them. Well, well cast. Oh, oh my god, that was a lot. That was really hard to watch. I didn't even show the little doggy balls. I was like, I don't need to see this. Welcome to you is my favorite. <laughs> I love it. All right. Oh, it was so good. Oh, no, it was so good. <laughs> I'm not making it sound like I don't like it, right? I love Welcome to Me. That was funny. I want to watch that Wait, show so I? badly. We, I yes, I want to watch, watch that show. Oh, her mom called her an emotional exhibitionist, which I thought was a good tagline for that movie. Yeah. Emotional exhibitionism, yes. I guess. Um all right, so for, for Punch Drunk Love, we gave it a 56. Did we already go over this? Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 80. So that's that. Yeah. So thank you, Michael, for being on our show today. Um, oh, thank yeah, you for being the first boy me. interrupted. Yeah, I'm happy. You can stalk him through through Annie's page if you want. <laughs> yeah, stalk me through Annie's page. I'm, I'm stalk her through Annie. Um, yeah. Harass Annie. Make Be like, release Michael. Where is he? Okay. Um, that's all for this week. Um, next week we are doing glitter and uh, model behavior, right? Yes. Yes. yes, yes, yes. We're both excited. All right. Yes, Thank you so much. Uh, see you next time thanks so much for listening to this week's episode we'll be back next time with a new pair of movies in the meantime please follow rate review subscribe and share the show let us know how you felt about the movies see you next time (laughs) 